why just be a person wearing the costume when you can just embody that character? When we were young, we were told you can be anything you want to be. And for some, that is becoming a character in the wondrous world of costume and play. Cosplay is the act of dressing up as a fictional character from movies, TV shows, graphic novels, books, games, and other media. It's quite literally stepping into your favorite character's shoes or a recreation of them, along with some props, accessories, and wigs. This is uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth, giving the stories the time and attention they deserve, changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fatayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee, stories that stick with you. Here in Milwaukee, Amber Jackson and her father Kevin have taken the world by storm as Koala Cosplay and the Cosplay Dad by not only expressing their love for their fandom, but by also creating space for Black creators and cosplayers. Where did the name come from for Koala Cosplay? I love that. <laughs> Are you into koalas? <laughs> no. So um, when I was in my teen years, um, I was really clingy with my dad. Um, which he did not expect because I'm the oldest of three. And so he was expecting me to be like that teenager who's like, you're the worst and like slams the door and runs away. But it was like, I would like hang on him because he's like six, five. So he was, he's super, super tall. And so it's like, I'd cling to his arm or his leg. And so he'd be like, you're holding on to me like a koala. Like, let me go. (laughs) And so like when it came time to like figure out a name for myself, that's what I went with because- do you get called that in your family then as a nickname or was it no, just like that memory that was you're just, like, yeah, I that love memory. that. Because my dad and I cosplay together. I do so. want to get into that. <laughs> I, I think that's so cute. You know, we're talking about cosplay and such. Mm-hmm. What brought you into this world? Um, It was, I was at a summer camp and a friend of mine was like, oh, you guys are nerds. Like you love anime and video games and all that fun stuff. You should come to this thing called Anime Milwaukee. Um, my friends and I are part of the anime club at UWM. We're hosting it. So this was like around, it. sorry, this was around college time? No, I was a wee bean. This is like 2007 for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was a college student. Okay. I was not. And so she, because um, I'm pretty sure the story of how Anime Milwaukee got started is uh, they hosted it the first year and forgot to tell everyone about it. <laughs> so nobody showed up. Oh my God. <laughs> the anime club. And so the following year, Yikes. they were they spread the word. and um, We missed a big part of uh-huh. marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so they spread the word and they hosted it in the union building and it was amazing. And so I wore this like super scratchy Gara costume from Naruto and my friend was Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. And I was like... This is kind of neat. I think I I might like this. And then the next year I I wrote my dad into it and I was like, you should do this too. And he's like, "Mm." and I was like, no, you really should. Yeah. (laughs) Does your dad like anime or was it like a new? Yeah. No. So he grew up on anime. He used to, um, he always says that he would run kids over on the way home to (laughs) catch Speed Racer after school. And, you know. Priorities. He loves Dragon Ball Z and um, Gundam and Mm -hmm. all those other things. So it's like when I was little, he had, you know, Toonami on and he's like, "Mm, I don't think this is necessarily appropriate for you. And then he found Sailor Moon and he was like, oh, there you go. Bloop. I love that. (laughs) And so um, when I finally asked him to to join me and do cosplay with me, um, he was like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to be the one old guy, like, at a con. And there's, like, all these young kids running around. Like, it'll be weird. And I was like, no, 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 I promise it won't be. Like, it'll be fine. And so um, he was like, okay, if you get your grades up, I'll do it with you. He's like, if if you get, like, a 3.4 or something, he's like, I'll I'll do it with you. And so I worked my buns off that That's good parenting. (laughs) He always knew how to motivate us. I worked my buns off, and um, I got a 4.0. That semester. I was like, you're coming to this con. And so um, we dressed him up. We went as uh, Raven and Stone from the Teen Titans. Okay. And so um, we went to our very first con and he was kind of like, okay, okay. It's pretty cool. The reason that, you know, he's kept that title of the cosplay dad is because um, over the years we've we've found all of these other kids whose parents are like, oh, that's weird. You're wasting your money. Like, stop going to cons and stuff. And he's just, we've adopted this massive cosplay family. And so wherever we go, people just call him dad, (laughs) you know? So it's like I, I share him as a dad with the cosplay community. And it's been so cool to see you know, other people feel accepted and other people have, you know, found family who do the same thing that they do. And I mean, we've, you know, had cons where it's just been the two of us who cosplay together as, and and then we've had groups who are as large as 10 people or 12 people. And so, um, it's, it's been a fun journey and I'm very grateful. And I know that I am very blessed to have a dad who's who's into it and is super cool. But it's like he was nerdy before I was born. So like <laughs> this is not something new to him. I, I don't want to say I'm like really I'm into anime. I like Avatar and I'm trying to get into anime, mm-hmm. but I, it's just so intimidating from the outside because I, I don't know. know which one to start it's at. So I want to get much. through the good stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I do love like Japanese um, animated films. Mm-hmm. I don't think that qualifies. Does that qualify as anime? Oh, that's totally okay, qualifies. cool. Then I guess yeah. I am a little bit of an anime. Because I mean, it's, it's at the same essence I mean, of like, you know, um, Totally Spies is a cartoon, mm, totally but spies. so is, you know, yeah, Disney. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. I think I, I, I do love adult, like, animation for, like, I watch a lot of Cartoon Network still. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when I see people that are, like, really into this and it's, like, as an adult and you're just like, okay, I can still be into things that yeah. are, like, maybe geared to children or maybe not seen as sophisticated and there's still community for oh, this. Absolutely. Still love um, and it just like makes you feel like, I don't know, less alone, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Do you design your own looks, by the way? You know, when we do a uh, character mashup, so like we took um, Sully and Chewbacca and Boo and Ray and mashed up Monsters Inc. and Star Wars. When we do mix-ups like that, then we'll design our own stuff. Right. But other times it's like, you know, you pull inspiration from artists who have drawn their original versions of a character. Or you, you know, take a character and you're like, how can I jazz this up kind of a thing. So it depends on the vibes you're going for. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we design our own stuff and other times we just pull straight from the movie. So let's backtrack. You said, yeah. you know, you went to that first, your first Comic-Con at UWM Union mm-hmm. And then we were teen, you were like, okay, something is clicking. I really like this. How did that turn into something that you consider part of your lifestyle? Um, Was it just like a gradual thing? Uh, Did you ever go through phases where you were not connected with cosplay or, you know, because I I can imagine, you know, when you're a teenager in high school um, or even early college, like the things that you like, I'll speak specifically about me. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of retracted that. And now that I'm in my mid, late 20s, I'm like full force of the things I like. 
did you have that relationship with cosplay? Um, I feel like I'm kind of in that phase now. Okay. Where it's like, you know, I've done cosplay for probably 15 years now. And um, I'm just kind of, it's not that I'm necessarily growing out of it, but I'm just like, there are other things I want to explore and right. do kind of a thing. Um, and there are like, the cons that I want to attend, like I've attended so many that it's like there are fewer and fewer that I'm like, I mm-hmm. have to attend this every single time. And like D23 is one of them because that's that's essentially Disney's Comic-Con. Oh, interesting. And um, it only happens every other year. Like that one, for sure on my list, always and forever. But, um, you know, growing growing up, it it completely changed like my life and my career path because originally I was going to school for acting and then um, the first school I was going to was like, we're not going to help you financially anymore. And I was mm. like, I can't afford Bummer. 40 grand a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, And a bit be- of a pickle. <laughs> yeah, because of cosplay, I was like, well, let me explore sewing a bit more. Because mm. while I had grown up around it, I was never formally trained in it or anything. So it's like I, I knew the basics, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so because of cosplay, I actually went and got my degree in theatrical costume production. And so... Um, you know, I, I am grateful for all that it has done for me and, and the path that it's led me on. But I'm like, maybe that's a chapter that we're closing. Yeah. For those that like don't really understand cosplay or don't really have like an insight or a relationship mm-hmm. in your in your um, opinion, what's the purpose of cosplay? Um, so cosplay is by definition, it is uh, made up of costume and play. So the The point of it is, you know, you love a franchise, you love a character so, so, so much that you're like, I want to express my love for this character outwardly. Um, And so some people buy their cosplay, some people make their cosplay, some people do closet cosplays where they just like pull what they can from their Mm. closet and kind of coordinate what they look like. And so it's just, it's an expression of, you know, joy and of love in the same way that you would wear your favorite player's jersey Mm -hmm. or your favorite team's, you know, colors and stuff like that. And so we always joke that, you know, when the Super Bowl comes around, we're like, oh man, there's a big convention (laughs) this weekend. And like, everybody's only wearing four colors. Like, we don't know what's going on. (laughs) Dude, I was was having a conversation with a friend about how we were made fun of a lot, even Mm -hmm. like online and such, about like, I was a big Twilight fan, Glee fan, One Direction. And like, things that girls like are seemed as like not real or like or look down if you're into it and then mm-hmm. there was pictures that we saw on TikTok about how wild men go in sports it's literally and it's just like how is this better yeah, the same thing just a different, different yeah. just a different fandom 100% we're like y'all are in the sports fandom yeah it's okay <laughs> I um I kind of love the idea of cosplay because I got really into Marvel mm-hmm. and I love Bucky Barnes. Ah, oh, I have a Bucky Barnes tattoo. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> is it? Nope, that's the Avatar tattoo. <laughs> so it's the Bucky Barnes star. Oh, I love. And then my friend has the Captain America show. Okay. So we got to the end of the line together. Coming up next, we'll be discussing how representation plays a role in the cosplay world and some favorite moments for both Amber and Kevin. You don't want to miss it. See you after the break. Do you remember the last time you fell down a musical rabbit hole? You heard a great song that led you to a great album, which led you to falling in love with a new artist, which introduced you to a whole new genre of music. Just like you, our DJ's curiosity for music never stops. That's why you listen to Radio Milwaukee, and it's a great reason to give. 
Support your home for music discovery at radiomilwaukee.org slash donate. So we've talked about, you know, the beauty of cosplay. Has there been any downsides? Well, I mean, there are some hard lines in cosplay. But what are the hard lines? <laughs> I mean, the hard lines come in to do with like race and okay. ethnicity yes. and stuff like that. Um, where like there was an AU where someone had drawn um, the My Hero Academia kids as like Native Americans and mm. pilgrims. And so somebody was go like had had put together an entire like Native American headdress and was gonna mm. attempt to wear it to a con, and we were like don't yeah. don't do that, you know? You know, some lack of representation in cosplay and such. Um, from someone that's really into this uh, world, can you dive a little bit into that about representation in cosplay? Yeah, so um, in recent years, there's been a really big push um, to, you know, not necessarily fight for a spot in the space that exists, but to create our own spaces. And um, a good example of that is Black Fay Day, where we were like, um, you know, we are tired of of not seeing Black folks represented mm-hmm. in um, fantastical media with fairies and mermaids and all that kind of stuff. And so we made a whole day um, where, um, you know, Black folks dressed up as fairies and as elves and... Um, you know, represented themselves in that way. And so um, sometimes I am frustrated with the cosplay community because, you know, especially with a good example right now is Encanto and people are, you know, willing to to put on darker foundation mm-hmm. to be Mirabel and Isabella and they're willing to, you know, fill up these spaces that they don't necessarily belong in. And the thing is, is like you can absolutely cosplay whoever you want, but skin tone is not a costume. Yes. And so um it's hard because it's like you're you I've I've fought this fight for years and years and years and years. And I've I've reached that point where I'm just like, I just don't fight online anymore. No, it because can, it's it can not be exhausting and taxing and for sure. So many people are like, oh, well, you're just dumb. You're sensitive. Like, you're the black version of so-and-so. And, you know. What I really don't understand, though, is when people do um, black face or brown face mm-hmm. is that it can be clear who you are depending on, like, the outfit yes. and such. Like, you don't and need to go that far. That's what I always say is I'm like, <laughs> it's if, you not like- have, if you feel the need to darken your skin to be accurate or for people to know who you are your costume is trash but also like from some from someone that's again outside of this world i feel like a lot of people that cosplay with characters is because they identify with this character via the characteristics Mm -hmm. whether they're brave or whatever rather than just like oh this is a native american person this is a black person because then that's just like yeah you know you're just like singling them to just their race and Mm -hmm. rather them as a whole person can you recall a favorite moment when you both cosplayed together? We did a big mashup a couple years ago and everybody fell in love with it. And so now we're like, okay, what else can we mash up? Like what two characters are going to look real cool together kind of a thing. What so, was the mashup? Um, about <laughs> the one we went viral for was um, Star Wars and Monsters, Inc., and so he was a Sully Chewbacca mashup, and then I was Boo and Ray. So he was Solbacca, and I was Boo Ray. Wow. So it was so, so cool. Yeah, that was actually a great moment because we did that at um, Disney has their convention every two years. So we did that at D23, 
And so we're walking around over by the uh, Pixar booth and suddenly a person comes up to us and he's like, you know, these are great costumes or these are great cosplays. I love this. And he goes, oh, I worked on on Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah, and so we're, we're thinking, OK, <laughs> this is a producer, an artist and, da, 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 da. and then he goes, I was the voice of Roz. And yeah. we're like, uh. You lead, you lead with that? You don't just come and say, I, I worked on Monsters, Inc.? Come on. Uh, so what about you, Dad? How's this whole experience been like for you? You know, we've heard a lot about Amber and her journey, but what about yourself? How's being a cosplay dad like? It's been fun. I, I mean, like I said, I was a little hesitant at the beginning, but then she called me out on my nerdiness, <laughs> you know, and the fact that I love dressing up for Halloween. I mean, even as a kid, I took ice cream boxes and made Optimus Prime. So I've had that, you know, in me and stuff, but I just never, you know, thought we'd ever do a anime convention. I mean, we even used to watch G4 and they would always go mm -hmm. to San Diego Comic-Con and we would be like, oh, all that stuff looks cool, you know, but no, we'd never be there. And within two years of doing, you know, our, our starting off with this, we ended up in San Diego. Yep. <laughs> so we, we actually did got to go to Comic-Con. And so it is a blast. I enjoy no going out there. I, I love my cosplay kids <laughs> that I have. I don't know how many hundreds I'm up to right now, but um, I enjoy that one. But I also have you know, brought other parents mm -hmm. into this and, and been shocked that other parents are coming up to me. And it's like, oh, my God, I got to meet the cosplay dad. And I'm like, OK, it's you. Hey, <laughs> you know, so um, it's 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 been been a fun ride. I'm enjoying it. I plan on doing it for, you know, as long as uh, we continue to have fun with it or people ask us to come out. Cosplay is about play and it can be for everyone. You know, I often wondered why cosplay is so entrancing? Why do people want to spend a bunch of money and countless hours to transform themselves into somebody else? After doing these interviews, I've come to the conclusion that it really boils down to two things, connection and community, while being on the quest to find your alter ego. I'm your host, Salam Fatayed. Thank you, Danae Imig, our executive producer. Kenny Perez, our audio engineer. Thank you for our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics on our wonderful logo is made by Aaron Bagada. Our community engagement manager is Maddie Reardon. And Dan Ryder handles our social media accounts. And a big special thank you to our city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Monday for our next episode. <laughs>